discretion is advised as we cover many an insane movie and numerous cult TV phenomenons. Now, are you ready to get jacked up? Are you with us? Then listen on. My whole life is a dark comedy, dude. Oh, uh, well, I, I, I'm pretty sure, especially based on the questions I'm going to ask here. But, I uh, have a Magello. I have <laughs> a vape, so let's go. All righty. Here with a icon who I've been a fan of since I was 14 years of age. And oh, my it is, God. You didn't have to start it off like that. I know. Now it sounds creepy in the world of <laughs> Now I'm like a pedophile. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus I'm- <laughs> I just was expecting that. <laughs> anyway, so we've been briefed. Uh, I'm here with the lovely B-movie actress, uh, Leslie Sin, and I've been briefed in the past about your uh, previous interviews on your career choices and preferences, so I just thought I'd just ask how your s- star well, I'm rose. Really and curious to hear what your briefing is. Oh, yeah. Uh, just from back when your star rose in 2002 to today uh so uh you grew up you know in uh south carolina and um uh, uh what was it like when you learned uh that you were mixed you know you were part cherokee and you're very feisty and flirtatious uh, how did that go <laughs> um i guess you could say that charleston south carolina couldn't contain me um <laughs> Uh, the first time I ever got on a plane and went outside of South Carolina was to L.A. because I have a stubborn, vindictive streak. And it was kind of a dare. And I did it. And I had a layover in Dallas, Texas. And oh. <laughs> I'll never forget landing in Dallas and going, oh, my God, what am I doing? And Just to work at the airport. It's pretty bad, isn't it? <laughs> And thank God I landed in L.A. and I had a very good friend of mine who ran a Harley Davidson dealership who had connections in L.A. So it was very like when I landed in L.A. I was like, oh, my God. And then I had literally straight out of a movie, a pink Cadillac convertible (laughs) sitting outside with like my real name, which. We will not say. Um, yeah, no. <laughs> um, and and only because I don't even go by that anymore. But um, <laughs> you don't need it, someone I, stealing your credit card. <laughs> uh, no, I just I don't like that name, uh, Leslie. Um, on my Facebook, I go by Leslie T. Cannon, and <laughs> I've had that name since college, and it kind still of, funny. <laughs> it's very funny, um, but. I can honestly say, like, um, in that moment where I was freaking out, like, what did I do? And then to see that, and he was a promoter, and he's like, oh, Steven said to pick you up because you don't know what the hell you're doing. And I'm like, absolutely right. (laughs) And he was a a promoter in Hollywood, um, and... He was promoting at Sunset Room Ron Jeremy porn star movie. And <laughs> that's how long ago that was. 
and that was the late 90s 97 this would have been after you worked at Weston Hotel and done stripping okay okay so perfect so you're just before your stars rising so to speak well that I had never done anything uh the funny thing was is that um I had a dare and um I was like all right and this is kind of before the internet and I had seen some playboy stuff and I literally, 411, Wicked Pictures, can I speak to Brad Armstrong, Jonathan Morgan, they put me right through, I talked to them, I was doing, um, <laughs> here in their bikini contests or whatever, and I sent him pictures, he's like, we've got to look, but honey, we don't do porn in South Carolina, and I was like, okay, well, if I come out there, can you guarantee me a couple scenes, and I can come out there for nothing? And he's like, right. sure. And literally two weeks later, I walked in his office. I'm like, boom. And he's like, like mouth dropped. He's like, literally, uh, boom. <laughs> he's like, we get like 1,800 calls a week from girls who live here that never show up. So <laughs> they they were impressed by that. Uh, right. Kind of Threw me to the wolves. Uh, my first two movies were Serenity's Roman Orgy with like 20 people. And, <laughs> and <laughs> New Girls in Town, I think it was called number four. I don't recall, but I did it with Kylie Ireland, which we set the house on fire, which was kind of funny because I tried to put the fire out. And they were like, no, we have people, which was kind of funny. But, uh, that is hysterical. <laughs> oh, it was hysterical. And Did you Kylie get credited Ireland, as stunts? <laughs> oh, Kylie Ireland is amazing. Uh, we're still friends to this day. She's an absolute gem. Um, but it was kind of, I guess, in my benefit because, you know, not many girls get the opportunity to walk in at Wicked and Vivid. And, you know, they have to work their way up. And I've always been very appreciative of that opportunity. And I've never, ever taken, um, I don't know what the right uh, word would be, but I understood uh, the opportunity I was given that most aren't. Um, and I greatly appreciate it. And I was just, I happened to be lucky because that was Serenity's Going Out movie. Mm-hmm. And Club Magazine was there. And they're like, who the hell is this chick? <laughs> so, um, you know, I was very lucky in that aspect. And, the, you know, the Wicked family was very, you know, they, they were awesome people. And to this day, I'm very good friends with all of them. And, and I'm very appreciative for what they did for my career. Because I don't think I would have had one otherwise. All right. Well, you know, it. It's good to take a look at this because, I mean, you see a lot of people, they either love or hate their job. You're constructive enough to where you just look at it as like, just provide me this. I didn't like this area or that area or getting into this part, but you. Well, I, I wouldn't have gotten into it any other way. I can honestly say that. And I honestly didn't think I was going to stay. Uh, it went out there, like I said, on a dare and then I was going to go home. But I was like, damn, it's good money. I'm staying. <laughs> Groovy. Um. You were also in a dark role-playing online game called The City of Lost Angels, and in recent years started booking travel and collecting data for various business and other uh, related arrangements. Were What were either of those like? Um, be a little more specific. Uh, well, uh, 
I thought I saw you de uh, put down as just like you were doing some booking for various people. Um, in regards to like private meetings or. I think so. Yeah, that's what Facebook yeah, said. Yeah, I mean, uh, I do. Um, you know, that was the one thing I was on Howard Stern in 2002, and I honestly have to say that was one of my biggest regrets because I was young <laughs> and you know I didn't know to preface what. I wanted said not said, um, and when they asked me about that, I was like, no, and they're like, all right, well, it's right here, and I'm like, okay, busted, <laughs> but um, yeah, you know, the thing about that is that I don't think that that is what everybody thinks it is. Um, it's an opportunity for fans to get to meet someone, and uh, I love going to dinners and meeting people and talking and you know, if somebody wants to take the time and no offense to the money to meet me, then, you know, I'm honored. I'm honored to spend the time with them and answer questions and spend time. And um, I'm a very down to earth person. And, you know, I look at it all as part of the industry and and fun. And I, I don't think anybody should be off limits in that aspect because, you know, it's part of the business. Right. And, I mean, what you're doing isn't uncommon with how some people who used to be in the acting side of things and then they become Broadway or, or casting directors. Just So, in many ways, you're, you just, you ended up becoming wiser in planning out the rest of your career. I just dove in. I mean, if you're going <laughs> to do it, just do it. Right. I saw that you had a big interest in golf. <laughs> when, when did that conjure up? Is that after college? Um, you're like, it's I've a fun, relaxing played, sport. Uh, I've always played golf. I play golf twice a week. Um, I, I thoroughly enjoy the game. I watch golf. Um, it's something that I really enjoy. I think it's the one thing in life that we have now that literally most people put their phones away. And it's four hours outside, just having a good time um disconnecting from the electronical world and just enjoying a good time and yeah we all are competitive and we want to shoot a good score but you know at the end of the day it's just about you know just having a good time absolutely <laughs> but i am competitive my lowest score is an 82 straight up very cool and uh, were you ever asked to do just any other just kind of uh, fitness training gigs, you know, like some other people in your field have been asked to do? Um, I actually was. Um, I was going to do some fitness stuff uh, not so long ago, but as many girls in the industry do, we can't stop messing with our boobs. Um, <laughs> and... Um, I was offered an opportunity to do um, a fit over 40 type of thing, and um, I went in to get something fixed and it ended up going wrong, and I couldn't Oof. really work out or do anything without pain for a couple of years, so I kind of lost that opportunity, uh, which is a lesson to be learned. Bummer. Um, yeah, it was a bummer, but it's a lesson learned, and we all have to do it. Um, but um, I've had a lot of 
uh, opportunities. Uh, I did a couple international films. Uh, I did a lot of, uh, as they call it, Skinamax. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's Skinamax. where I HBO type shows and I really I really enjoyed that I really enjoyed um, the acting Um, I'd like to think I was good at it I mean people (laughs) can have their opinions but um, I really enjoyed it thoroughly and uh, Robert Lombard got me into that he's a great he's on Facebook he's a cool guy yeah and I really enjoyed it and and I loved it and it's something that I still to this day truly love and I have a lot of people uh, trying to get me to cross over, which definitely in this day and age, I think that would be a possibility, but it's something that I would need to be ready for and I definitely think being out of the industry as long as I have as far as doing scenes, even though it follows you forever, um, mm-hmm. I think that it's definitely we're reaching an age where that's a possibility to do things not as quote unquote Leslie Zen, like <laughs> yeah, not as a porn star, like as an actress. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's, that's actually something I would really like to get into at some point. Indeed. Uh, follow up to that. Um, uh, some performers in your field have also been asked to do voiceover work, electronic music, singing, body doubling, and even wrestling gigs. Did you ever get any of those offers also? I did. Um, Paul Voicing Heyman, an anime. <laughs> Paul Heyman is actually a really good friend of mine. And, um, you know, he asked me to kind of get into that. And I was like, eh, really don't feel like getting my face beat in. No offense. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I did get asked to do quite a few opportunities um, and a couple of different genres that I just really didn't feel fit me as a person. And mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of girls that jump on any opportunity that comes their way. And I've just kind of always been like the black sheep. I know myself, I know my personality and I just, I don't want to jump on every opportunity given to me just cause it's given. Right. And just think it out and say, okay, well, it's a lot of time, it's a lot of money. I really don't have to think. I'm like, nope. <laughs> Out of here. Now on to the juicy stuff. And yes, uh, pun intended. Here yeah. we go. You've made it clear that you've done scenes with both genders, uh, but which gender do you prefer the most? <laughs> um, I actually don't have a preference. I'm right. literally bisexual. I've lived with several women I've had relationships with a few women in the industry um I honestly as much as the men out there would love to hear me say um I'm not a big thing on three ways because I really like to focus (laughs) on the person I'm doing um I'd like to get that connection be it scenes personal life whatever I, I like to focus on one person. I feel like the energy is just a little more kinetic when you're focusing on one person and not trying to figure out the positions that look good for, for camera. Groovy, groovy. Okay. No preferences, guys. Have you ever been asked to be in any uh, transgender material? No. No? All right. No. <laughs> As before, that was a thing in the industry. So <laughs> I would actually enjoy to have both a. Am I allowed to say penis? 
from a. I I actually would love maybe once to have both boobs and penis in one situation. I mean, damn, who would? You get you get the best of both worlds. So. Yes. There you go. Looking at back to the business as a whole, uh, before you contracted with the various companies, did you or your I rep? I was never contracted. Never contract. Okay, you just signed uh, up. I never had a manager. I always did everything. Mm. Um, I had Steve Hirsch and Steve Ornstein both tell me that, to be honest, they were like, because, uh, I mean, I did a lot of my work with Vivid and Wicked, and I was never, quote, unquote, the lead or the box cover, but I was kind of always the second. Um, yeah, that makes sense. Your name often came up two or three times. I'm like, uh, but she's not on the cover, so what the hell? Well, because only the contract girls were, but I mean, they honestly told me they were like, it would save us money if we contracted you, but you're kind of a pain in the ass, and you would always want to know when, how much, why, and you know, we like the easier ones. Uh, I, I'm sorry, I care about my time and. <laughs> no, I just you know, I I was a food and beverage director for Weston for years, so you know, have a very um take charge business of my thing, and I and yeah. I've never let anybody tell me or run me, and I'm hard headed and stubborn, and you can ask anybody in the business, and they'll tell you that she's very good at what she does, but damn. I read for in some of your roles. <laughs> yes, and that's why I think I always got casted as that role because I'm, I'm good at it. But, but that was that was the ultimately the turn on. So like, when I meet people in person, and, and it always still shocks me and to the fans out there, I'm I'm always very flattered. Um, it's it's really funny when I get recognized because I guess the characters I portray in movies, I'm kind of a hard ass or. or and, I think it's badass. <laughs> yeah, but when you see me in a club or, or, you know, a restaurant or an airport, you're like, oh, my God, oh, my God. And I see it, and I'm <laughs> like, is it because I'm pretty, but I don't want to be vain? And then you see, like, the phone and me and the phone and the man. I'm like, yeah, they – and I'm like, all right, just get it out of the way. I'm like, you you got three questions, but you got to do three shots, and then you <laughs> – go away so I can be with my friends and I think everybody's really appreciated that because they're like you're you know you're so much nicer and and more open and friendly than I would have expected you to be and I'm like that's what a character is like Lozizan's a character and they're like (laughs) but you smile and and you're fine and you know and I'm like and that makes me feel really good and I'm glad that you know, I, I'm not stuck up, and, you know, if somebody has the balls to come up to me and ask me questions or whatever, I, I don't think that I'm above, you know, I'm I'm not above being a normal person. If you have the balls to come up and talk to me, then I should have the respect to be nice and, and appreciate that you recognize who I am, as long as it's obviously in good taste but you know I'm just a normal person like anyone else and and I don't ever want to think that I'm anything better than anyone else so hear hear that guys she has no ego on so Christian Bell you could learn something from this lady (laughs) (laughs) anyone in Hollywood could learn anyway uh following up on that uh 
have you ever been recognized at any of these restaurants? <laughs> well, I think we just covered that. Um, I get recognized a lot more than Normal. I guess I expected because that I don't find myself to be a big name. Um, but it it is always very flattering and humbling when someone recognizes me. Um, and, and it makes me feel really good. It makes me feel like I did something and, you know, it, it, it's just a very humbling experience. And, and I think that it, it, it's very heartening and, and it makes me feel good. It makes me, it makes me feel appreciated. And, and that's a good feeling for anyone. Very cool. Yeah, I, I'm sorry for wording that question. I was just wondering, just like, if there's just any like particular one, like someone's at a movie theater, like, I think I know this person. Yeah. Uh, no, I get recognized a lot in um, airports, which is awkward. What? Uh, but <laughs> because wow. they used to the wife and kids, and you see them like, I'm like, don't do it, just don't do it. Not a good idea. You're yeah. next leg of that flight, you're gonna hate your life. But <laughs> No strip searching um, at the airport, please. <laughs> but I do get recognized a lot in clubs, uh, especially in New York. Um, and like I said, I, I see it. I'm very aware of it. And I try, like I said, I try to be very receptive. Uh, you know, I'm not Damien more or, you, you know, it's like, <laughs> I, I'm just a Get normal a person. <laughs> and if, like I said, if you have the balls to come up to me, or to recognize me, then I think that I should have um, a general appreciation and, you know, be a normal person. Right. <laughs> Stop asking for her number, gents. <laughs> oh, nobody's getting my phone number. Exactly. Don't don't do it. <laughs> uh, so since you're your own agent and you didn't have the, you know, anyone else looking out for you or who you had to get out of a contract with, did you still have to just avoid shady movie sets since you're your own person? And um, no. Um, <laughs> you still most, had a few on professional productions. No, no. Um, like I said, I, I am very strong-willed, hard-headed, borderline pain in the ass. So that canceled it, all that out. That just made well, everyone yeah, say, I mean, like, "We can't take knew, advantage." <laughs> well, people knew that it, you know. Getting me to come on set wasn't going to be a joke or easy, even. <laughs> but, you know, my product always came out good, and and that was to my benefit. But, no, nobody um, nobody ever took advantage. I don't know many people that did, and anyone that did, um, I'm truly sorry if they're, they're managers or, or if they were new and didn't know how to manage you know the hurdles of that but i like to think that uh it's come a long way and i think that people have a lot more respect for the girls in the business and i think that's come a long way and, and i think that's greatly appreciated um like i said i think the business has come a long way and i also think the business gets um a really bad rap um i think there was a time a long time ago that there was a lot of girls being taken advantage of but i'd like to think that that era has come and gone and will never be again. Gotcha. Well, that's a shame that 
anyone has had to just even second guess and make sure someone's reliable and not, you know, petty, you know, criminal with lots of money to hide behind. So, well, I, I don't think it's so much that. I think it's, um, uh, I don't want to say, I don't want to use the term taking advantage of because I think that's a very broad spectrum term. Um, I think that um, asking girls to do things like POVs or whatever personal <laughs> get in the business um you know there there's definitely a niche for that and and I understand that but I, I definitely think that that's a decision you have to make and you make that decision and you own it and as Absolutely. a woman that's the power you make the decision you do it you rock it and you own it well said very well said uh, so how did your low-budget uh, B-movie acting come along? You started in two films, uh, Buffalo Bushido and Queen City. Oh, I'm very impressed you know those. Uh, I thought Peter they were pretty cool. This is amazing. Um, he's actually a very amazing guy. I was very flattered. Um, uh, pretty emotional acting there, like talking abuse, people losing their minds, and martial arts. Uh, I fit right in. Um, uh, it, it was definitely an experience. It, I think it was done really well. Um, yeah, I was, it I won a lot of I awards. Was, I was very honored to be a part of the group and in Buffalo Bushido, I was kind of one of, I don't want to say one of the leads, but I definitely was a contributing character and, um, I don't know. I, like I said, it, it was an honor, and, and I felt very privileged to be a part of that, and it was something I thoroughly enjoyed and wish I could do more of. Groovy. Well, I, you might have your chance. I actually wanted to cast you as a prison warden for this one uh, sci-fi film. Oh, love it. All over it. Yeah, trying to get Michael Madsen, Lance Hendrickson, Tony Todd, and even the Wishmaster. <laughs> no, no. It's, you know, the funny thing is, is the, the one thing that... Um, I wish uh, that that I would love about acting is um, you get to be so many different, you get to portray so many different characters and you get to in, immerse mm -hmm. yourself in so many different uh, situations and um, kind of like, I don't want to say everybody's schizophrenic, but I think that it, it's really nice to dive yourself into a character role and get to know that character role. And it kind of like, brings out a side of yourself that maybe you didn't feel comfortable um, expressing before and it's a way of expression and I think it's an amazing way of expression and I think it's a, an honor to be able to be cast to do something like that and and like I said it's something I would definitely love to do more well uh, if you're interested I'll send you a script <laughs> bring it on <laughs> well oh uh... So, is it, building on that, uh, what kind of mainstream role do you like see yourself as? Like a vice squad detective, uh, <laughs> just uh, a counselor, uh, gym always, teacher? No, no. Um, I'm just throwing shit uh, out there. So. <laughs> um, I, I I love definitely as for the character, I, I like darker things. I like vampires. I like uh, mm. those have a great spy. 
Um, I can see you as a spire assassin, just you behind yeah, a sniper. I think that would be great. Um, I, I John like, Wick Chapter Five. You can see her. <laughs> yeah, I, I just like I think that's um, it's it's you know it it's very um immersive. You have to learn a lot of technical things in order to be able to really pull that off, and that's a challenge. And I love challenges. Oh, groovy. So now you know, guys. You mentioned in a past interview that your celeb crushes were in order: uh, Gwen Stefani, Gerard Butler, and Angelina Jolie. <laughs> Angela, Angelina Jolie, still. Um, uh, that's that's a little dated. Yeah, I know. It's like I don't know. Five Angelina years old. Jolie is somebody that I think I would actually sit down and have like a really good conversation with for some reason. I don't know why. Um, She's a wild uh, child, just like you. So there you go. <laughs> I think she was at one point. If you see yeah. pictures of her before Brad and after Brad, or before kids and after kids, she had like that look in her eye, and now it's kind of more like. <laughs> I think I hate that she lost that in herself, and um, I I really hope that she gets that you know, that look in her eye back because that was part of her appeal. And I, and I think that's still something that's within her. And as someone of a mother of two kids in college, I don't think you need to lose your sexuality or that edge to be a good mom. And I think she's figured out the business side of things. And now she's shown, hey, I, I mastered acting. I mastered being a sex symbol. So now I'm going to be a director. And now I'm going to be yeah, a producer. Yeah, I mean, like the pictures. Like if you look at her pictures, she always had like that mischievous look in her eye. Mm-hmm. And now she looks, you know, more as a mom, which, you know, completely get that. Um, uh, Timothy Oliphant. Mm. Mm-hmm. I would ride that <laughs> long and wet all day long. <laughs> I, I love the series Justified. Oh, I, yeah. I think he's, like, his, like, just his dry, I, I like the gunslinger. I like, like, that just sondering, like, screw it, this is me, take it or leave it. Um, who else, <laughs> who else do I like? Uh, that's, that's a hard one. Angelina Jolie, Timothy Oliphant. God, there's really not. Charlize Theron, just because she, you know, she can portray so many different badasses, and um, she she plays a lot of, she plays a lot of parts that, like, Monsters Ball, I mean, she plays a lot of things that you would never see her in, but she's also, like, you know, she's just got that edge, and and I think that's, uh, the the movie, or the Netflix thing, The Old Guard, um, that was great. I think that was an amazing film. I love Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy and Peaky Blinders, man. That that was a great role of Alfie. I think he, that was awesome. Nice. So it's changed a lot since then. And Charlize is an interesting parallel because she kind of leapt into acting, was a model at first, and also, like you, didn't expect to take this on but she was you know her mom raised her to be very tough i mean come on when you got someone who shoots your dad in front of your face for being abusive that's you already know that <laughs> you're gonna be pretty manly <laughs> yeah but i think you know i think there's a little bit of um you know i think there's a little bit of femininity in a lot of us that we don't really let out there um 
I think that it's fun for us to play those hardcore badass roles because it just gives us a sense of like empowerment and and we feel that inner thing in us that we can't do on day to day walking down the street and it's just it's just fun for sure given how building on the mainstream uh since there's many movies now which are kind of mirroring your kind of movies um what would you say are the best of those that kind of (laughs) uh give me a for instance oh well just any other just stars who are taking it off or being kind of erotic and over the top? <laughs> well, I mean, I think that, you know, the one thing that I have to say about that, just not really segueing, but, you know, there's most movies, it's all about the boobs and the girls. Like, uh, I want to see more ass, man. I want to see more guys' legs. Like, I want to <laughs> see more shower scenes with guys. Like, I mean, if girls got to take it off, you know, us women like to see a little skin too, not for nothing. <laughs> Very well said. Equality, guys. <laughs> so uh, this comes from another buddy. Uh, you've gotten so many uh, MILF-type roles. Uh, so many performers in their 20s and 30s were already getting these type of roles. Why were uh, you getting an increase of these roles in general in recent? Actually, to be honest, that's why I quit. Gotcha. Um, <laughs> I regret asking is... the question now. <laughs> no, 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 no. Don't re- that's actually a question I get asked a lot, and, and I don't mind addressing. I was just wondering about that. I was just like, Razzers, naughty America, listen. Um, <laughs> you know, it's it, I have kids that are in their 20s, and it's very hard for me, and it's very awkward for me to be with somebody that's in their 20s. It just, it just feels weird to me. I'm like, okay, so why can't I do the college kid's dad? or the college kid's mom. Like, I mean, that would still be a good scene. And and that was one of the reasons I guess I I stepped away because I kept getting put in those roles. And and it it wasn't really what I wanted to do. Like, I I felt that I I was, I don't want to say not comfortable, but I felt that I could have done a, like, my scenes with Karen Lee always have been amazing. Brad Armstrong, always been amazing. I just feel like, you know, we get put in these, um, uh, these genres or these like, you know, uh, stereotypes. And I think that it loses sight of our, what, what we want to do. And, and I think is the ones that are, I mean, let's face it, making the money for these companies. Mm-hmm. I think that we should be able to, yeah, do some of that, but I think we should be able to do some of the things that, you know, we want to do and, and that we feel sexy and not awkward doing. Gotcha, gotcha. All right. uh, well, I'm going to just name drop a few people who I was wondering if you were ever interested in working with. So. <laughs> Go. You know, I'm actually one of the only people I know that has never requested to work with I anyone know. except for, <laughs> which this is funny, um, this is a, a little tale. So um, I wanted to do a girl, girl. Can't believe her name was completely Katrina Jade. I wanted mm, to do a nice. girl, girl with Katrina Jade, and Brad's was like, no guys like this. And I'm like, just do it for me. And it actually ended up being like one of their biggest things because it was like the wax. It was like, 
more hardcore bondage that I'd ever done. And it, in my opinion, I thought it was a great scene. <laughs> so that was the only that was the only person requested to work with. That's pretty cool. Not a bad pick either. Um, I'm gonna just name drop a few others <laughs> from various okay. eras. So, uh, Cassandra Cruz. <laughs> I have no idea who that is. She came in pretty late in the game. Uh, Jules Jade. <laughs> I know her. Never worked with her. Well, I just that's just it. Uh, would you have ever been interested in working with? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm I'm interested. Like I said, I've never requested anyone. Um, <laughs> I feel that you know, as long as you walk on a set and and you, I mean, you're there to do a thing and you're there to do it well. And as long as nobody has any like stuck up like ugh, you know then it's going to be a good scene and and I, I don't think it matters who you're working with I think that sexuality is sexuality and if you're a sexual person you can make a good scene with anyone as long as it's nobody with like stuck up you know what I mean Absolutely, just someone who takes this seriously and is going to just... You come uh, in, you horse around, you throw ice at each other, you you know, you cut the shit, and then you get in the scene, and you, you know, you have a great scene, and you're like, yeah, that was awesome. And and I think that's what it should be all about. It shouldn't be like, oh, I want to work with this person, because sometimes you don't even know who that person is. Right. Uh, I, I get that you didn't request. I've just wondered if you came close to working with a few of these people. Uh, but yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, Asia Akira. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, I, no? I did work with her, I think, once. Oh, I didn't see it. <laughs> Sorry. Or maybe I was just in a movie that she was in. She's a little more hardcore than me. But <laughs> she's, a, she's an amazing beautiful i think one of the only asian actresses that i loved doing a scene with was uh nice. groovy groovy uh bridget b <laughs> i've met her a couple of times uh, i don't i don't think we would click i know our dynamic i think is a little different gotcha tasha ring <laughs> Uh, Tashreen, Tashreen. <laughs> I know. Uh, Oddly guy. enough, I don't watch porn, so. I think you said that in a previous interview. Yeah. <laughs> you live it. So. Really don't. I mean, I know, like, I would love to work with Nikki Benz. She and I are kind mm. of friends. Um, Akira I, Lane. I would love. Uh, who? Uh, Akira Lane. Nope. Don't know. Well, Chloe Nicole. <laughs> nope. Lisa Ann. Don't. Who? Lisa Ann. Lisa Ann. Yeah, that. that. So then, um, uh, I've had a couple of people think that we would do a good scene together. I've never totally. met her per se. Who? Well, she's retired. I, I think you totally would have, but uh, yeah, she's retired now. <laughs> Does radio, so. Yeah. <laughs> I noticed you're on. Listing girls. Oh, I, I'm gonna get there. I'm sorry. I just uh, Diamond, <laughs> Diamond, Diamond Jackson. <laughs> I did a scene with her. I think. Really? Okay. Well, I yeah, I did it. I did a scene with her. Um, <laughs> oh God, it was so long ago. Um, but yeah, I did a scene with her. Really? 
Rachel Starn? <laughs> Uh, I've had a lot of, like, I've seen a lot of pictures where we look really similar, so. That's exactly uh, it. Yes, Cindy Steele and I did a couple of things, and, you know, we, way back, um, I love Tara. I think Tara's amazing. Cool voice. Now I'll get to the guys. Uh, out of all these four guys that you've done scenes with, one of them's a (laughs) B-movie actor, the others are in your industry, uh, Randy Spears, who just retired. (laughs) Oh. God, I've done some really good scenes. Mm-hmm. He loves feet. Loves feet. <laughs> so that always worked out well. So he and Tarantino would get along. Gotcha. Uh, <laughs> uh, Del DeBone. <laughs> oh, I've known Dale for years. We did a lot of really good scenes for Vivid uh, together. We're still friends, actually. Groovy. Uh, yeah, I saw he toured with a rock band and retired silently, did stunt work, and got injured recently so i hope he's doing better yes he is actually he's doing very well all right groovy uh peter north <laughs> um i did one of my first scenes for peter north that's why i brought him up <laughs> and then uh the movie actor uh, frank mercury <laughs> nope don't know oh he you worked with him on all the various hbo shows <laughs> oh well the yeah. sex and nope, right. don't. oh man <laughs> damn okay well so out of all these four guys which one had the biggest equipment would you say <laughs> uh, uh, loaded question i know couldn't resist <laughs> you know he's not with us anymore but billy glide had billy one of the glide. biggest i've ever seen um julian yeah. julian was yeah I, I, i'll never forget i walked in i was like yeah that's not gonna happen <laughs> and they were like, oh. I, was like eh, I don't know about that um, but he he was actually very fun to work with. I did a lot of stuff with him. Um, uh, Manuel Ferreira, is that how you pronounce it? Um, right. He, he he's uh he's beer can like I, I know it sounds weird. I'm like I'm kind of tiny and he was it it was a little more <laughs> difficult than I had anticipated. Man. <laughs> Oh, that that's very eye opening. Did you ever get asked to do any conventions? Um, I, I you know I went to a lot of conventions. Um, I signed for Naughty America. I signed for Brazzers. I signed for P- Tara Patrick actually. Um, oh. I never was really big on the conventions. Um, I was only technically in the business from 2001 to 2005, and. And those were the last, those are the only conventions I went to. Um, I went uh, uh, one other time, I think, in 2007. But, I mean, after they moved it from the Venetian, they just really weren't the same. Gotcha. Well, and so many different, for those kind of conventions especially, they vary by state, so. (laughs) I've never done any except for Vegas. Oh, yeah, Vegas is happening. <laughs> so, uh, do you have any advice for anyone who's still trying to get into this kind of career since it's now all for the internet and you don't necessarily need physical media or an agent anymore? No. Um, you know, my my best piece of advice is, like, uh, if you're going to do it, do it. Um, do know that it's going to be there forever. Don't have mm-hmm. any misperception about that. <laughs> um, uh, uh, 
in this day and age, it's all camming, OnlyFans, blah, blah, blah. blah. Uh, you, you know, there's not a lot of movies, per se, especially right now. COVID yeah. And whatever the heck. <laughs> but if you're going to get in it, you know, do it and do it right. I honestly don't think you need a manager. I think that if you reach out to uh, directors or whatever, um, I think that if you represent yourself well, if you want to get in the business in this day and age, I think you just need to reach out, be professional, show up on time, do a good job. And, you know, that way things are in your hands. Absolutely. Being because, I mean, you've always been in control of your career. So yep. everyone else has to be. Um, God help anybody that would try. Yeah. So how's your OnlyFans profile doing so far? Seems like it's got a lot of followers. Uh, I actually just, I've never cammed. I've never done FaceTimes. I've never done like personal videos or whatever. Um, I think uh, you did some escort work briefly or something like that. Yeah, but I've never, like, done the camming and the OnlyFans, but, I, you know, I'm trying to get a little more into that. It, it, it is a little harder because a lot of these girls that are doing a lot of that have, like, husbands, boyfriends, or whatever. But uh, when when you're on your own and you're trying to, like, tripod it, it <laughs> it's kind of hard to not have someone just do the, oh, yeah, or no, or... You know, that feedback is really important, and but but I'm trying. I'm working on it. Oh, you I don't do have to try. Answer, You're the master. I do answer all my direct messages myself. Um, I, I, yeah, I believe that if you've got the time to message me, then I should have the time to reply. Yeah. Pretty awesome about that. Uh, any other future plans or stuff you want to promote uh, to finalize this all? Um, I don't know. I've got um, I'm a couple things in the works as far as, as you said, movies, scripts I've written for movies uh, for friends of mine out in L.A. Um, I'm writing a book called Deconstructing Zen. Uh, just about. Really? Cra- yes. Uh, just about the cra- craziness of my life. I mean, I, I've lived like a million different lives. Uh, from running Damn. a catfish farm, living in a barn, training horses, running hotels, restaurants, raising kids, going to law school, getting into porn. I mean, it's been, there's, you know, it's a lot of things to tell. And um, I, I don't necessarily think that I have all the answers, but, you know, I think that it's like, it's nice to put it all on paper and put it out there and you know people get what they get out of it but maybe they see a little more insight to who you are that's very cool uh, i will be sure to pre-order that when that becomes available <laughs> well thank you uh, I'm, I'm serious I, I all i read is just celeb books film history and <laughs> satire i i don't I don't have time to read the newest so-called New York Times bestseller that's a pretentious mystery novel. It's just not yeah. happening. Um, I'm also doing – I'm really weird. I watch a lot of, um, uh, like, apocalypse-type movies. Nice. And I'm, like, <laughs> weird people that I take notes. I'm like, okay, if you kill an alien with a gun, make sure you take his fingers in case you need his fingerprint to make gun work. So, like, I have, like, all these little – like anecdotes that I've written in a notebook 
want to write like a book that says, you know, not like fear and loathing, but like in any situation where the world's ending, this would be my plan. Shit, yeah. I might need you to guest star again and just review some bad movies with us. <laughs> <laughs> I love, I'm a movie buff. I love, I love, I love watching movies. Nice. Uh, well, fuck. Then I'd be criminal to not even ask you this. Uh, did you have any just like icons just growing up? It's like, that is my, not not necessarily that you're attracted to, just someone you're like, that's a good actor. That's a badass, you know, actor, actress. <laughs> Actually, you know what, I really, honestly, like, I mean, I'm 46, so, like, growing up, like, not really, but I do look at a lot of the old Hollywood, like, Vivian Lee. Um, mm, okay. Um, like, uh, Gene Harlow, uh, just, just, like, people, like, because back then, it, you know, I wouldn't say it was uh, Elizabeth Taylor. Like, I'm not saying that if it was... It was a different age back then, but it, it definitely had a different um, satire to it. Um, yeah. I think, I think Nicole Kidman uh, is amazing. Like she, she definitely has done a very, very diversified amount of roles, and I think she's proven herself to play a lot of different parts and play them well. And I've always had grave respect for just her ability to. Uh, really get into so many different type of characters. By all means, very cool. <sighs> Man, so, well, uh, I wish you the best of luck during this very crucial time, and uh, keep spreading love and zen. <laughs> I will do my best, and I'm glad we finally got to do this, and uh, thanks. No, thank you. It's been... And it's been really fun. Talking to an icon. Yeah, nice. Oh, thank you. That's that's very sweet. Thank you so much. I'm blushing. I, I <laughs> no need to blush. It's the truth. So um, thank you for taking a moment of your time. And, uh, well, to quote Monty Python, get on with it. <laughs> you know <laughs> what's going on. Keep everything's in, people. That's <laughs> all you can do. <laughs> Peace and harmony. That's all that matters. How you get there, that's up to you. <laughs> Exactly. We'll return after these messages. Hey, feeling down? Feeling low? Not enough podcasts about movies in your life? Why not try? They must be destroyed on sight! The new Podcast Cure All, sure to get you right with the world and on a path to better living. We have exploitation, we have Italian horror, we have zombies, we have slashers, we have crime films, we have spaghetti westerns, we even have sci-fi and sex comedies. So take a dose of... They must be destroyed on sight! As needed, and let the hosts, Lee Russell, Daniel Harper, Paul Romali, and the odd guest host, Cure What Ails Ya. Warning, may cause atrophy, African consumption, black fever, bone shave, chin puff, colic, cramp colic, Dropsy of the brain, elephantitis, grocer's itch, jaundice, mania, miasma, mortification, palsy, pox disease, rheumatism, scurvy, St. Anthony's fire, summer complaint, and worm fit in some people. Consult a physician before listening. Hey, I heard you like movies. 
I heard you like to hustle. I heard you like podcasts. Well, guess what? There's a podcast for you out there called The Home Video Hustle. Damn right. Every Friday, we talk about whatever movie PJ picks out the bag. What does that mean? Every Wednesday on our YouTube page, I put a bunch of movies in a bag, and PJ picks one out at random. And then we just watch it. We talk about it for maybe like an hour, hour and a half, two hours. Whatever we feel like doing, wherever the conversation leads us. But do we actually talk about the movie? Most of the time. Ah. Tangents galore. Yes. So believe me, we may be a movie podcast, but it's not always about movies. We might talk about video games. Mm-hmm. Music. music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. the big one, music. Uh, sometimes we might get a little bit of politicalness in there. Yes. Sometimes we may just, oh, we know what we like to do. We like to tell stories, PJ. Ah, yes. I am the master storyteller yes. of the podcast realm. <laughs> Undefeated. So if you like to hear about movies, video games, whatever foolishness comes to our mind, the most random stuff you can think of, check out the Home Video Hustle. You can find us on the Stitchers, yes. the Google Play, yes. Apple Podcasts, what else? Podbean, what else? Podcast Addict, goddamn, all that. Ain't no reason you can't get your hustle on. We everywhere, worldwide, baby. Hustle, motherfucking hustle. Hey, we can't cuss in the promo, PJ. Ah. We gotta be family friendly. There may be podcasts out there that don't want his hair to say, ah, ah, ah. All that good fun stuff. <laughs> well, you. Yeah. <laughs> no, don't, don't run the listeners away, Peach. Ah, I'm sorry. But this is going kind of long. Yes. So we're going to end this and say, hey, check out the Home Video Hustle every Friday on all the various podcast outlets. Peace. Peace. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. And while Witch didn't make it to the top of the world, he did make the Gangs of Hollywood podcast. So join the gang and enjoy a movie review podcast about movie gangs, gangsters, mobsters, and the mayhem they cause. You can find GOH Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at GOHpod at www.gohpod.com as well as your favorite podcast listening app. And remember, say hello to your little friend for me. If you take two old punk rockers who are past their prime, put them in front of a movie screen and give them a podcast, what do you get? Cinema punks. Cinepunks. It's the mixtape of movies. Did you ever see a film at such a young age it left you traumatized with cinematic wounds? Oh, necrophilia. Oh, oh, oh. It's a dead issue, man. Don't don't push it. Cinema PsyOps is a weekly podcast documenting an ongoing experiment on the mind of an unwilling test subject. No one should have to watch this movie. Oh, no one should have to watch this. No one should have to watch this movie. Surprisingly, it's not a topic that a lot of people really want to tackle. I'm shocked, crude. I know, really. Right? It's the next sexual frontier that no one wants to explore. I am, in the most sincerest of senses, disappointed in it. It takes a powerful goddess like Connie, jam her arm down the monster's throat and kill it. Oh, I'm still tripping out over that. Even as a kid, I was like, I gotta find a girl like that. Every week, I, I get a new look of disappointment that I never thought I could get it's out of. It's unimaginable. At 12 years old, you should not be watching this one.
obviously. At 13, you should not be. 14, you shouldn't be. I'm not entirely sure even 17-year-olds should be watching this. Just because you're offended by something doesn't mean that you have the right to demand that it doesn't exist. Watching this film again, I had all of this like little nerd glee with everything that kept Little history doll yeah, popping up absolutely. at you. So I totally loved this film. Hey, I know why you, you know, couldn't see that. It's because your brain's warped from watching this shit at 12 years old. Yeah, this is this is a rough movie. I told you ahead of time when we were getting ready to do it that it was How be did a rough you watch movie. this shit at 12? Because physical wounds heal, cinematic ones don't. Listen to Cinema Psyops. It's time, let's check our cue, baby Pair it with a couple brews, baby We love good movies We love the bad ones too So we watch them all and pass their lessons on to you Oh yeah Everything I learned from movies Helps to make life a little bit groovy With a one-liner plot holes and gratuitous movies It's time to get busy with your friend Steven at eilfm.podbean.com We now continue with our program. The Jacked Up Review Show can also be followed on Facebook on both the page and the group. Feel free to chat, leave questions, make requests for future episodes. You can also follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you so much for your various support, and we'll continue to entertain the hell out of you. Till then, take care. <laughs>